What's good rap squad, it's DJ Scan, let's come back with another video. For this one we're going to break down Snoop Dogg dissing Eminem on a new track. Let's get it. Alright guys, so if you've been living under a rock, Eminem recently dropped a new album, Music To Be Murdered By, B-Side, on December 18, 2020. On the track at the very end, called Zeus, Eminem references comments that were made by Snoop Dogg on The Breakfast Club. And within those lyrics he says, as far as squashing beef, I'm used to people knocking me, but just not in my camp. And diplomatic as I'm trying to be, last thing I need is Snoop Dogg in me. Man, dog, you like a god to me. Not really. I had dog backwards. So here's Snoop's reply to this in the Instagram live stream where he's previewing a new track. So check it out here. And after this clip here, we're going to break down the whole beef. I got to hit the gym, cuz. What's up, family? What's up, Connor? I got to hit the gym, though. But before I leave, just in case y'all thought. Alright, so if you didn't catch those lines, there's actually several lines within that song that takes direct shots at Eminem without actually saying his name. And this is one of the things I don't like about some rappers when they have beef with one another. They don't mention them by name, such as what Tupac and Ice Cube did on their diss tracks, or Eminem did with Benzino and Ja Rule. And even Ja Rule had the balls to put Eminem's name on his own record on his diss track, as well as Haley's. But there's so many other rappers that put these sneak disses in their songs without mentioning names. Or calling them out. You know, Biggie used to do it all the time with Tubac with many other songs like Long Kiss Goodnight, The Ugliest with Busta Rhymes, but he actually never made a direct shot at Tupac. Now, same thing here, Snoop Dogg never mentions Eminem by name. But there's a line in this song where he says, Showstopper that dropped classics, the same that closed curtains will close caskets. And what he's referring to is actually a greatest hits type release by Eminem in the year 2005 called Curtain Call. Now, if Snoop could do without Eminem's music, why is he referencing? A very lesser known release by Eminem that's over 15 years old. That makes no sense to me. And also that could reference the Eminem show, which came out in 2002, which the cover is actually Eminem on the stage with curtains behind him. And actually in the song When I'm Gone, he's actually on stage rapping with curtains also behind him to Haley. 
So again, Snoop Dogg knew all this. Snoop Dogg knew what the song Stan was about in this other interview. So very much Snoop Dogg saying that he could do without Eminem's music, but he knows all these facts is a bit of a contradiction. I'm going to let you know some history that I know about situations. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Back in the days, you know, they did that Hey Oh Hey Oh song, right? Mm-hmm. On Snoop first album. What was that with Nate Dogg? You Don't Want to Fuck With Me. That song? Mm-hmm. And then Eminem did it on his album, right? Yeah. Bitch, please. Yeah. So when I was talking to Snoop one time, he said that he asked Eminem and them to get on his song, um, you know, like to get on his album, and they told him no. Mm. And Snoop felt some type of way, like, I did all this and all that, and they tell me no. And, you know, Snoop, like, no, nobody tell me no. Yeah, and it was, a, it was an interview that surfaced recently from back then where somebody was asking him, the interviewer was asking him about his contribution to that song. And he was just like, well, I was coming from more of a, of a street. Of a team. Uh, like, yeah, because he was like, because I'm a gangster. I'm a gangster. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't on all that shit. Eminem was on all that. <laughs> but then I was talking, I was talking to Salam, right? And then Salam say, sometime when you asked, like you, like he asked Eminem to do a song, but Eminem probably didn't even know that Snoop asked to do a song. That probably was Peter Rosenberg or somebody just said no. I mean, you know, Paul Rosenberg is saying no, and then he, and that's what Salam said. He said he probably didn't even get the Eminem that Snoop wanted him to do a song with him. So he took it personal. They took it personal, and then from then on, that's why you never heard a song from Snoop and M since then. I wonder how Fifty feels about this. Hey, 50, 50 could probably Fifty could probably squash it. Fifty or Dre, you know what I'm saying? Like they they two equal. Dre definitely. Dr. Dre definitely squash that shit because you know they, they everybody still be in the same studio at record one. And then you Dre know I just seen I, I just seen Fred Rec on TV with Snoop the other day, and that's Eminem good friend Fred Rec. So it must not be nothing, right? Because Fred Rec over there he cool with Eminem, and you know what I mean. Dr. Dre, you know all that type of shit. So. It, 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 it probably ain't really nothing, you know what I'm saying? Just, hey, they probably already didn't talk. I heard that same story you heard, Daz. I just wasn't going to say it. <laughs> but I definitely heard that, though. Yeah, so, you know, people getting their feelings. Man, feelings for sure. And that's what fucked up the whole rap game, feelings. Hey, matter of fact, hey, DA, I, I got to call you tomorrow. One of the very first shots was actually from Snoop Dogg on The Breakfast Club, where he goes on to say that he can actually do without Eminem's music. Now, for me, when I hear these lines by Snoop Dogg, where he's actually saying that that he can actually do without Eminem's music, I don't see no problem with that because everyone has their own musical taste. I may like so many different artists that are in my top 10 that may actually not be even in your top 20 or top 10, whatever. Everyone has their own top 10, top five, and whatever music appeals to you or whatever music you were brought up within, that's going to be very much different than someone else that lived a different lifestyle than you. So for me, there's no problem at all with Snoop Dogg saying that Eminem is not in his top 25 or top 10. However, what gets me about Snoop Dogg's comments is he basically states that Dr. Dre is the reason for Eminem's success. Now, yes, Eminem was brought on by Dr. Dre. He got the spotlight because of Dr. Dre's notoriety within the music game within hip hop. However, the same thing can be said about Snoop Dogg with his debut album, Doggy Style. Much of it was produced by Dr. Dre, Daz Dillinger of Death Row Records. So Snoop Dogg also got his very start in hip-hop due to Dr. Dre. So it's a little bit hypocritical for Snoop Dogg to go after Eminem for the same very reasons as why Snoop Dogg is famous today. I do think Dr. Dre made Eminem what he is, but I still think Eminem could have reached this pinnacle of his career 
on a different rec label with different producers if he was given the opportunity to. However, I think Dr. Dre just made that come sooner because Dr. Dre was a very well-known figure within hip-hop. So a lot of people were just going to listen to anything he produced or anything he put his hands on anyway. And right here is a clip of Eminem's response to Snoop Dogg's comments from The Breakfast Club. You know, you're, you're, you're talking about or speaking to Snoop in the sense of, you know, he, he you don't need to be dogged by him. And I, I didn't know exactly when or where what this Snoop do that made you put this line in this song. Well, a couple of months ago, you know, he was doing an interview with The Breakfast Club. Somehow my name got brought up and he was saying things about, you know, I'm not in his top 10. And everything he said, by the way, was fine, like up to a point. You know, when he like, like, hey, I've never said like him saying that, that he, I'm not in his top 10 because there's some rappers from the 90s that I can't fuck with. I, you know, a, a him saying Dre made the best version of me. Absolutely. Like, why would I have a problem with that? Like, if, would I be here without Dre? Fuck no, I wouldn't. The rappers he mentioned from the 90s, KRS-One, Bigetti Kane, G-Rap. Like, I've never said I could fuck with them. I never said that. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, like, everything was good until, like, hit, you know, it was more like, I think it was more about the tone he was using that caught me off guard because I'm like, yo, where is this coming from? I just saw you. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, just, it threw me for a loop. Again, I probably could have got past the whole tone and everything, but it was the last statement when he said, as far as music I can live without, I can live without that shit. Now you're just, now you're being disrespectful for, like, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. And people started hitting me up about it. Like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, and I didn't know what to do about it at first. Because I just, it, 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 it confused me because I'm like, yo, bro, same team. We're on the same team. Like, what the fuck? And I have never in my career, my entire career ever said a disrespectful word about Snoop Dogg. I mean, what the fuck? Like his impact on hip hop, like I can't, I can't front on that. But it's like, at what point does it start becoming like, okay, now you, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. My top ten, top five ain't gonna be the same as his. But everyone's entitled to their opinion, so how could I be mad at that? I wasn't mad about the opinion. It was after that. It was, the, you know, that the very last statement was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, damn, dog. Like, really? But, you know, I said what I said. I addressed it. I felt like what, what like I said what I needed to say. And I'm not saying to choose sides, but it definitely is. Uh, it's a song that's going to be talked about for a minute, man. This is Zeus. Music to be murdered by Side B, the deluxe edition, Eminem. Now, following the release of Eminem's interview, where he responds to Snoop Dogg's comments from the Breakfast Club, and the reason as to why he actually put that reference in the song Zeus going at Snoop Dogg, a Instagram profile by the name of Eminem Fact posted, Was Snoop Dogg being disrespectful when he said he could live without Eminem's music? And Snoop Dogg actually replied from his own verified account where he says, Pray I don't answer that soft ass shit. And then it didn't take long for Snoop Dogg to actually record a response. Now for me, I can see why Eminem took offense to Snoop's comments on The Breakfast Club. It's not so much that Eminem wasn't in Snoop's top 10 or top 25 rappers. It was the way that Snoop Dogg said it. He had a very disrespectful tone. There was absolutely no reason for Snoop Dogg to name drop Eminem in that regard or in that matter. If you're just bringing it up to say that the reason why Eminem is as big as he is is because of Dr. Dre, he could just said it like that. I think everybody knows that Dr. Dre is behind so many rappers getting noticed and blowing up, including Snoop Dogg, Eminem, The Game, and many more. But for Snoop Dogg to say, I can do without that, it's totally disrespectful because there's so many people on this planet that look up to Eminem that love his music, that are inspired by his music, even though you may feel like you're not. 
Also, it's very well known that Eminem actually saved Dr. Dre's career because after Dr. Dre left Death Row Records, he made the album, The Aftermath, as well as he was making songs with The Firm and Nas, and those were not as commercially successful as The Chronic. So Eminem and Dr. Dre actually met each other at the right time. They were a perfect storm. Dr. Dre gave Eminem a platform, and Eminem actually revived Dr. Dre's career. I don't think anyone can doubt that. Hey, I got a question this, uh, for Daz and Nori, because I know y'all didn't hear this last night, but style-wise, yeah. we know culturally it's it's bad for the culture, but just style-wise, what would y'all think of that type of battle? Would you be interested in hearing Snoop versus, like, what Snoop would say versus him? Hell no! <laughs> Me, Nori, no! I don't know, their history is too thick, man. That's, the motherfuckers is grown men, man. We don't need no rap battle at this point. Hell no, man. Get in the fucking room and talk about it, man. And <laughs> come on, man. The fuck? Yeah, they they man. We way too old for that. We way too old for that, man. I'm just talking, not, not culture. Just you made the war report. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. And you think I want to be at the war report at this point in my life? <laughs> Come on, my brother. I know a nigga 30 years ago riding the train. I spoke to him the other day. Guess where he was at? Riding the train. I ain't trying to be that nigga. God bless him and his family. But hell no. We ain't supposed to be where we was 22 years ago. Hell no. Okay, so what's the age limit on, on rap, rap diss tracks? Yo, listen, man. If... Listen, I, I don't even know, man. I don't know. What's, what you said? Say the question again, Joe. What's the age limit on when you can make a diss track as a rapper? Then? I'm not sure because LL look like he's really going to go at Freddie Gibbs, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, because, like, I'm looking at L. I'm like, don't do it, L. Like, don't do it. And Freddie Gibbs look like he want to do it. Like, this is crazy. So, in that situation, that's a little different. But I don't know. I just don't want to see... Eminem and fucking Snoop Dogg on battle. I don't want to see that, bro, because because of their relationship. That's like stepchildren fighting and shit. Like you know what I'm saying? They both from the same lineage. You know what I mean? They come from the same fucking person that made Eminem great is the same person that made Snoop great. Yeah, from the NWA family. Freddie, Freddie yeah. patiently too for LL too. I, yo, I swear to God, I, this is the funniest shit. Fun. This is the funniest shit because LL kind of wanted too. This is what's funny about LL Freddie. Hey, no why? Oh no, I, I live on the beach, my brother. I'm sorry, man. If you that's that's, that's waves and shit you hearing in the background. I'm sorry, but when I'm not talking, I'm gonna mute me. I'm sorry, bro. But you know that's what y'all hearing, man. When Clubhouse go video, you can see I'm on the beach, man. This is where I think at, you know, by myself. I'm sorry, my toes is out. My toes is out, like Joe. Yeah, no worry, man. Yo, hip hop is beautiful, man. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said my toes is out. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah, that's definitely styles make fights. That ain't the one, bro. No upside to that. Just the kind of contributors that they both are. I don't think that's a good idea on no level. I mean, it's two different styles. DA, why you done talking out of it, bro? I mean, you know, he's own man, you know what I'm saying? How do Dre feel about that kind of shit? You know what I mean? Like I don't think? like he probably in there in the middle of it, you know, like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? They probably shit, which you probably even realize they probably already probably didn't talk. How do we know? I tell you this, I tell you this. I was listening to Doggy Diamonds the other day, and Doggy Diamonds was describing they said Joe had an opinion on something, and Jay Prince, younger son, just got mad at him. 
And he said, yo, are we really not allowed to have opinions in hip hop? And I feel like that's where we leaning towards right now. Like, like if Royce is my man or Joe is my man and I don't like or Daz drops something that I don't like. And I say, yeah, I don't like that. That's not my favorite Daz thing. Then Daz going to have beef with me because of that? Like, this is crazy. Like, it's like we like just because we're famous, we can't have an opinion. I can't say I don't like. And that's what that this whole little Eminem Snoop shit derived from is just Snoop saying, nah, you know, M is a dope lyricist. He's just not in my top 10. You know what I'm saying? And then M responded and he did an interview with Shade 45, I believe, um, and said that it was Snoop's energy. Like, it wasn't that what Snoop said. It was Snoop's energy. It's like how he how he delivered it. And it's like, yo, my dudes, like, we, we can't even have opinions no more. That shit leads to World War One. Just having an opinion. What y'all think? But no, you know what though? He added though, and I could probably live without any Eminem album. I know what that means to, to an actual person, but it's really not that harsh if that's not your cup of tea. Listen, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I, there's people who drink coffee every fucking day, right? There's people who wake up and drink coffee. I never really drank coffee. So if I say I, I could live without coffee, now uh, the coffee people gonna hate me now for that? Shall I continue? That, that nigga Snoop was like, shall I continue? I, I mean, you know, Rock you know. Okay. Yeah. Shall yeah. I continue? It's it's, it's still <laughs> it still didn't warrant M to do a diss track. M should have responded in the interview. You know what I'm saying? Because when you, I think he should have responded in the interview. Like in the interview, in the interview, because once you go to the diss track, it's almost like a that's diss track. Permanent. That's, is, like that's permanent. permanent, exactly. And, and it's like it's like this it, shit ain't going nowhere. It's in, it's in the history. Yeah, I, I feel like went, niggas should have went to the phones. Yeah, I feel that too. I feel that too. But if you was going to respond, I feel like that's like me smacking you and you stabbing me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Damn, or me, me stepping on your your toe and then you punching me in my stomach. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, my dude. You know what I mean? So I, I feel yeah, like... So it, how is Snoop and Eminem's relationship? Have you, you know, you seen them quarantine together? I mean, you know, like hang out, the, you know, what's the vibe you see when they hang out together? Anytime I ever seen them together, they look like they was the best, cool as fuck. Cracking jokes. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that's what Marshall's thing was. It was just like, damn, what he thought their relationship was and the energy that was coming off of Snoop in that interview, whether he meant no harm or not, I think he just looked at it like it's a more respectful, brotherly way to say what you said. But I agree, though. It ain't had to be a diss and a song behind that. And on the other side of things, when Snoop Dogg says that he can do without Eminem's music, yeah, he probably could. But to say it like, Eminem has not made an impact on hip-hop, or he's not from the culture, or he's the guest in hip-hop, I think it's very ridiculous, because Eminem has done a lot to set himself apart from other rappers in the rap game. He brought in a new form of hip-hop where it just wasn't about party tracks, wasn't about politics, and he had his own individual stories that wasn't really the gangster lifestyle or the thug life. But him being associated with hip-hop gave rise to 50 Cent, because without Eminem, there will be no 50 Cent today, on a scale that we see it. And you can make the same case for D12, Royce 5-9, and Eminem also helped Slaughterhouse get more out there with Crooked Eye and Joe Buttons and Joel Ortiz. And you can also make the case that Eminem helped launch the careers of G-Unit, Lloyd Banks, Tony Yayo, Young Buck. And then you can attribute everyone that G-Unit and also 50 Cent inspired, Pop Smoke, stemming from basically Eminem. So Eminem has had an everlasting impact, and also he opened the door for many white rappers to actually be accepted within hip-hop too. Would there be a G-Eazy? Would there be an NF without Eminem? And let's not forget that Eminem actually opened the door for more controversial rap because rap in the 90s, when you will say fuck the police or you'll say something about the vice president 
or the vice president wanted their records off the shelves, a lot of record labels like Interscope did not want to deal with these rappers. And they would put restrictions on these rappers saying that you can't record this or they will listen to their music and they'll say you got to record it again because we can't have this on the album. Tupac in particular, you know, since I'm on a Tupac channel, there's so many unreleased songs, so many different versions of songs that you have heard that have totally different verses that never came out because they were deemed too controversial. By the time year 2000, 2001, 2002, Eminem could basically say whatever he wanted on the record because a lot of people paved the way. And Eminem being so controversial, I think, allowed for other rappers to flourish as well. But that's just my overall opinion. However, this is not the very first time that Snoop Dogg actually took shots at Eminem. There's actually this interview where Snoop Dogg was actually breaking down the song Stan. And here's a clip of that right here. That's me. I didn't, when I first heard it, I didn't think nothing about Stan. I don't listen to Eminem records. No disrespect to him. But I don't listen to Eminem records. I'm a guy. There's a groupie on Eminem dick that, that, that's writing letters and all kind of shit. Dreaming of being him. My shit is around here. You know, gangster shit. I didn't hear Stan on that song when I heard it. That song didn't remind me of Stan. It made me want to start talking shit about Brown here. It ain't safe to leave the house. Don't fuck around around here. No, I wasn't on no stand. Write me a letter. I want to come see you. You're my favorite fan. All I wasn't on that bullshit. Also, there's another incident in which Snoop Dogg basically threw Eminem under the bus a couple years ago where he was talking about whether or not he'll actually have Eminem on a track of his in the future. Speaking of Eminem, man, he was here earlier and he was wilding out uh, as usual. Like, who who do you think cremated? You spoke about Drake earlier. On, on that record with Drake, Lil Wayne, Kanye, and Eminem, uh, in your opinion, who do you think killed that record? Because we got a lot of Twitter questions. They want to know for, they want to know respectfully from Snoop who they think cremated that record. Uh, that record with all of them on there. Yeah, and and Eminem spazzed out at the end. I think Eminem was hard in the paint. He did kill that shit. That nigga did like forty five bars. He went on. It's like they turned his light on. But that's that's that young generation, though. See, Drake is the kind of nigga that inspires niggas that been doing it for a while. They didn't have the joystick. See, Eminem probably feel like you know Drake got his spotlight now because it used to be Eminem was the mm. hottest motherfucker talked about. We all didn't have that. When you had that joystick, if not, if not hate, it's just competition. You thr- you thrilled to be in the same room on the same song with a nigga that's the hot shit because now you can show why you always will be the hot shit. Why he will call you to be on his record to stamp his shit. So you got to come with it. It's like I say when uh, when Eminem was on Jay-Z song, he fucked Cuz up on that record. Yeah. You know what record I'm talking about. Yeah. He fucked him off on that record completely. <laughs> like, damn. But then that was, you know, that you got to do that. You're on Jay-Z, um, you can't. Can't come he's known for killing niggas. Yeah, but yeah. to have Eminem, the white boy, kill him on his shit, that was nerve-wracking. I was like, I don't want Eminem on my album. I'm cool. <laughs> I believe this was a little bit after the song Forever dropped with Drake and Eminem and Lil Wayne. And basically, Snoop says that he does not want Eminem on his track because Eminem will outshine him on his own track. This happened so many times with Jay-Z and Eminem on the same track. Renegade is mostly considered an Eminem track because Eminem outshines Jay-Z so much on that track. You can make the same case for Eminem on the track No Love with Lil Wayne. He kind of outshines him on that track. So there's a lot of tracks that Eminem's on, and it basically becomes an Eminem track, even if it's not on the Zoom now. Now, but what people fail to see is that actually Snoop Dogg and Eminem actually collaborated one time. Now, if you look on YouTube, you'll find a whole bunch of remixes by other people, but the only real true song that they did it together was actually called B-I-T-C-H Please 2. And this was released in the year 2000 on the Marshall Mathers LP. 
They featured Exhibit, Nate Dogg, and Dr. Dre. And to me, it's kind of crazy that Snoop Dogg is actually going after Eminem, even in, in all these interviews, because both of these rappers have a very close connection with Dr. Dre. They were on a Chronic 2001 together. They collaborated on a Marshall Mathers LP. They both were at the Up and Smoke tour of the year 2000, also with Dr. Dre. And you can also find many other live performances of Dre, Snoop, and Eminem together. Now, is this best for hip-hop? As an old-school fan, I love when old-school rappers go at one another because hip-hop is very much lacking lyricism today. We see so many one-hit wonders, so many songs that just repeat the same thing over and over again. So when we finally get rappers like Eminem and MGK to go at one another, it's a beautiful thing for me. But to see rappers so close with Dr. Dre and have 20, 30 years in the rap game, because both Eminem and Snoop Dogg have been rapping since the year 1990 and possibly before. On the other hand, it won't be good because then we may never see other collaborations with them together with Dr. Dre in the future. And here's a clip here of Crooked Eye, King Crooked, one of Eminem's closest friends and collaborators throughout the years, of his thoughts of why the beat between Snoop Dogg and Eminem may not be what's best for hip-hop. What's happening? People been hitting me up about this situation between Eminem and Snoop Dogg, you know what I'm saying? And it makes sense that they would hit me up about that because I'm from Long Beach, California. You feel me? Detroit is like a second home to me. Plus, I know both of them personally. You know what I'm saying? I know both of them personally. So, you know, I ain't mad that they hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, asking me, you know, what my thoughts are about it. You know what I mean? Even though it doesn't really involve me. You feel me? I know that rap is a competitive sport. I know that some of the greatest rap songs in hip hop history are disc records. It's just facts. You know what I'm saying? I understand that the people been wanting to see blood since the days of the Coliseum and the gladiators in there. You feel me? So I get it. But for everybody who think that this shit is going to just be two records going back and forth or a few records going back and forth, you're, you're very wrong. This has the potential to be the most polarizing beef ever in hip hop. You know what I mean? And for that reason, I think it's not good for the culture. I don't think it's good for the culture. This is going deeper than just who had the best song. This is going deeper than that. They're going to make this a racial thing. That's what's going to happen. Every think piece, all of the comments, there's going to start a conversation that becomes bigger than the actual music, than the disc records. The conversation will become bigger than the disc records. Trust me on that. They're going to make it a racial thing and it's going to widen the divide in the culture. That gap is going to be like the Grand Canyon when they get done with this shit. You better understand what, you, what you're asking for. You know what I'm saying? All the fans out there that's got their mouth watering like, yo, I can't wait to hear them go back and forth. You better understand what you're asking for. I understand. It might not matter to you. You just, you just listening to music. You know what I'm saying? But for those of us who have been existing in this culture for decades, we got a guardian that we got to protect that. You feel me? And it ain't just going to be disc records. <laughs> it's going to be way deeper than that. It's going to cause a divide that's way deeper than that. So, although I have, you know, certain contact has been cool for the culture, you know what I mean? It's a contact sport. I don't believe that this particular disagreement, um, I ain't going to call it a beef because we really know what beef is. I'm not going to I'm not going to co-sign this one and say, yo, yeah, I would like to see that. You know what I mean? Because I understand that it's deeper. 
It's deeper than two disc records going back and forth. It's deeper than that. These are two icons. These are two legendary icons in, in rap culture, hip hop culture, and pop culture. You see what I'm saying? And with that status comes a lot of support on both sides. You're going to have people stepping out, you know, verified accounts, choosing sides. You're going to have that conversation going, that black versus white. You know what I mean? It's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. I know it's going to get ugly if it happens. I got love for both of those guys. You know what I'm saying? I would rather see them talk it out, you know? And I know they probably think, oh, crooked, you in your positive space right now. That's why you saying, you know, you just want to see people talk it out. You want some peacemaker shit. I always been like this. You know what I'm saying? There's people in the streets that was about to go at it. That, you know, I helped organize a sit down. You feel me? I've always been on that energy. But for this particular thing, I believe that it's not good for the culture. And that's why I say, yo, me personally, since y'all asked me what I think, I think they should talk it out. I think they should talk that out in private. You know what I'm saying? And whatever happens, happens. Resolve it if you can. You know what I'm saying? Find common ground to take it to higher ground. That's the only thing that I could see being positive for the culture. Anything else is going to be hella polarizing. And I don't think the culture is ready for that right now. I don't think it's good for what we're trying to do right now. Where does Dr. Dre fit in? This has the potential to splash everywhere and make a mess. And make a serious mess. But hey, this hip hop, this rap. You know what I'm saying? People go do what they do. You feel me? I ain't going to even speak on that other shit that's going on. You know what I mean? Because to me, that other shit is clown shit. I don't get down like that. But y'all know. Peace. Another close friend of Eminem, Royce 59, who's appeared on many tracks, did a whole album with Eminem, Bad Meets Evil, as well as being a member of Slaughterhouse. He actually was on Fat Joe's Instagram live stream show, The Fat Joe Show, where he actually talked about why Eminem is not considered in high regard like he used to be. My only problem with all the critiquing is that when they do decide to critique, they act like none of the other shit that you've done ever happened. Like how they doing Marshall right now. You know what I'm saying? Like they talk about him like he ain't, like he ain't stopped the world three times. You know what I'm saying? Like they act like he He's just never been people. nice or some shit. He's a jealous people. He's a jealous yeah, people, like, Royce. Anybody talk about Eminem in any way, they jealous, they're, they're pieces of shit, they're, uh, I don't know how to explain to you. The man's an alien. I say it all the time. They tell me I'm on his, you know, they, yo, Joe. I'm like, yo, bro. Like, I don't know what y'all want me to tell you because, well, how is that? You being, you know, it's interviews about you, Royce, but you brought up Marshall. So mm -hmm. how is that being like best friends with the great white hope, the greatest white rapper of all time, but yet and still you grounded and you are very pro-black. Your best friend's the great white hope, and you are pro-black. I mean, what's that like? I think, I think that speaks to something very important. I think it's a testament to hip-hop being one of the... Hip-hop is the common denominator that brings everything together. You know, like, if it wasn't for hip-hop, me and M wouldn't be best friends. So, with you... With M, you know this game, 
Wouldn't nobody gave it up to Eminem unless he was beyond exceptional. Mm. They would have never gave it up to Eminem. They would have never. I'm telling you, I come from the blackest part of town. They would, well, Detroit might be even blacker. But what I'm saying to you is, they would have never gave that boy his respect, his just due. He wouldn't have been 10 platinum. He wouldn't have been like, unless he wasn't a freak of nature or an alien. So when you talk to me about that, it makes me feel like, what are we talking about? Like, y'all know y'all can't fuck with him. It's the bottom line. It's, I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're lying like liars. <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, that's how I you, look you at know, it. Hip -hop, you know, hip-hop. Hip-hop has evolved. It's just evolved. It's just evolved into so many different things. I feel like people are just, they're, they're open to be entertained in so many ways now because it's evolved into so many different things. So now we're to a point now where the actual art of lyricism, like the technique of just being really nice at rapping, you know, that doesn't set precedence with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like now what I what I what I what I've been noticing, and it's like, okay, we know he can rap, but for whatever reason, what he's rapping about is not resonating with us. So my final thoughts on this. I really do hope things work out between Eminem and Snoop Dogg because I feel like they can make great music together with Dr. Dre again in the future. I really do like the track that Snoop Dogg made going at Eminem. It has a West Coast vibe, a 90s style to it. That's very reminiscent of Doggy Style and some of Snoop Dogg's early tracks with Dr. Dre. So in terms of production and style, you got to give the edge to Snoop Dogg. However, if you're doing a lyrical battle, Eminem is definitely going to slaughter Snoop Dogg, I think, because Snoop Dogg is not very much known as a battle rapper. He never was. And a lot of his early stuff on Death Row, I know it was actually written by other rappers such as RBX. Daz Dillinger actually wrote his verses. And there's actually a song, This Ain't Living, which was actually written by Tubac, the B4 Snoop Dogg as well. So in terms of lyricism, I don't think Snoop Dogg stands a chance. Anyways, guys, let me know how you feel about this. Do you feel like Eminem versus Snoop Dogg is best for the culture, is best for hip hop? Let me know. However, with recent events with Dr. Dre actually being submitted to an LA hospital, Due to a brain aneurysm, I believe it's best that Snoop Dogg and Eminem actually squash their beef and come together. Because if 2020 wasn't bad enough, the whole Dr. Dre situation should show you how fragile life is. So maybe they can put it aside for the sake of Dr. Dre and everyone else involved. We'll see. Also, be sure to check out my description, my link tree link for all my social media profiles, Instagram and Twitter. Follow me there, guys, because that helps me support my channel, helps me keep my channel growing and get my videos out there for you guys. Support me everywhere. It's going to get my videos out there for more people and help me create new content in the future. Also, stay tuned on my channel. We're going to break down Tupac, the best of 2020, where we break down the best news, the best unreleased footage, the best unreleased songs actually leaking out on the internet, and what we can expect from Tupac in the year 2021. That's going to be my next video, so be sure to check me out on YouTube and stay tuned. Anyways, guys, it's time for that outro. It's your boy, DJ Scanless, your favorite DJ's favorite DJ. Now, I'll catch you all on the flip side. We out. Deuces.